Hey, you're listening to a brand new podcast episode by the Herschel Saldana show of Truth Be Told, where we ask questions from the events happening around us. In this episode, we'll be discovering why are most places in Bangalore named after Kempe Gowda? On weekend, I love to travel to new places in and around Bangalore. While I was traveling to the electronic city via KBS or Kempegowda bus stand, I began to wonder why would people of Bangalore name the bus stop, metro station, airport, even institutions on his behalf? And why does no one talk about his magnificent creation? Hence, I thought why not uncover the history behind Bangalore. Kempegowda I, also known as Nada Prabhu Kempegowda, was a regional leader during the time of the Vijayanagara Empire in the early modern India. He is renowned for his role in his establishment and growth of Bangalore town during the 16th century. Additionally, he authored Ganga Gauri Vilasa, a Yakshagana in Telugu. Kempegowda is honored with numerous statues, memorials and place names dedicated to him throughout Bangalore. You might have also seen his statues or been to places named after him in Bangalore. Even though Kempegowda built the so-called Silicon Valley of India, there were many contradictions regarding his birthplace. Some believed he was a Telugu and others he is a Kannada. Anyways, we need to be grateful to him for building us such a beautiful place for all of us to thrive. Kempegowda was born in the Yalahanka suburb of Bangalore to Kempenanje Gowda, who ruled Yalahanka for 70 years. His family belonged to the Morasu Vokkaliga community, who were Vijayanagara vassals in Yalahanka. There are differing accounts of Kempegowda's ancestry. Some suggest that the Morasu Vakkaligas were Telugu migrants to the region in the 14th century, while others claim they were originally from Karnataka and spoke Kannada with some proficiency in Telugu. There are also sources indicating that they were Tamil speakers from Kanchi, who migrated to Karnataka in the early 15th century to serve in the Vijayanagara armies. Kempegowda Known for his leadership qualities, even in his youth, received nine years of education at a Gurukula in Aivaru Kandapura or Aigondapura, a village near Hesargatta. Having learned about his life, now you might be wondering, from where did he start his work and how he built the famous places in and around Bangalore? During a hunting trip towards Shivana Samudra with his courtier Viranna and eldest son Gidda Gauda, Kempe Gauda is said to have an envisioned town emerging from the vast woodlands and plateaus of that area. In 1526, he conquered the Shivaganga Principality located 48 kilometers from Bangalore on the Bangalore-Pune Highway and subsequently annexed Domlur. With the permission of the Vijayanagara Empire, Achutaraya, Granted in 1532, 
Kempegowda constructed Bangalore Fort and then the town in 1537. Relocating his capital from Yelhanka to the new Bangalore Pete, laying the foundation for the present-day Bangalore city. However, Kempegowda's increasing power became a concern for neighboring authorities. Upon a complaint lodged by Jagadevaraya, a neighboring Poliegar at Chanapatna, Emperor Sadashivaraya confiscated Kempegowda's territories and imprisoned him for five years. Following his release, Kempegowda was reinstated with his territories. Despite this setback, the emperor later awarded Kempegowda with nearby villages such as Alsur, Begur, Varthur, Jigni, Talagattapura, Kumbalgodu, Kengeri, and Banavara, acknowledging his contributions and activities. Kempegowda constructed a red fort with eight gates and a surrounding moat. Inside the fort, two wide roads ran from north to south and east to west, with other roads laid out parallel or perpendicular to them. On an auspicious occasion determined by an astrologer, Kempegowda initiated the plowing of the ground at the central Rodapete Square, where four main roads were established, running in four directions. These roads included the present-day Nagaratapete, Chikkapete and Dodapete. Various streets and blocks were designated for specific purposes as businesses, residences and different trade and crafts. Temples dedicated to Vinayaka and Anjaneya were built near the northern Yelanka gate of the fort, along with other temples like Dotta Basavanagudi and Gavi Kangadareshwara temple, which were constructed outside the fort. Kempegowda also promoted the construction of temples, lakes, and planned residential layouts around each temple, known as Agrahamas contributing to Bengaluru's cultural transformation. To ensure water supply, tanks were built both within the town and around the fort, as well as for irrigation purposes. Notable tanks included Dhar Mambuddhi tank, Kempambuddhi tank, and Sampigambuddhi tank, which facilitated agricultural and horticultural activities and increased the development of gardens and fruit crops. This is how Bangalore city came into being as the garden city of India and then as the capital of Karnataka. Bangalore is called the garden city of India due to its abundance of greenery. Now you know it as Silicon Valley of India. But how did this drastic change occur? By 1970, Bangalore's population reached 1.6 million marking the beginning of the significant transformations. Increased urbanization led to the replacement of old houses with large gardens by high-rise buildings, while roads became congested with more vehicles. The depletion of water bodies for housing and civic projects, including government initiatives, further altered the city's landscapes. The advent of the information age boom in 1990s transformed Bangalore into India's premier tech hub, attracting substantial investments and a surge in population surpassing 5.5 million by 2000. Whitefield, once a quaint village, transformed into a bustling technology hub 
characterized by towering concrete structures replacing its former cozy bungalows. Despite its integration into Bangalore city, Whitefield felt increasingly distant due to severe traffic congestion, making the journey to the central business district a cumbersome two-hour ordeal. Similarly, areas like Electronic City also burgeoned into technology hubs but became equally inaccessible due to heavy traffic, rendering traditional modes of transport like bullock carts and horse-drawn jute cars obsolete. The city experienced a real estate boom to accommodate the influx of new residents, with every available piece of land quickly being developed. Workers from Tamil Nadu were joined by plumbers, electricians and carpenters from states like Odisha and Bihar, contributing to the city's rapid expansion. Bangalore's allure as an employment hub attracted not only domestic migrants but also individuals seeking refuge from political unrest and inadequate educational opportunities in their home states. The proliferation of educational institutions catering to the foreign students further fueled the population growth, attracting learners from diverse countries. With a steady influx of funds and migrants, Bangalore evolved into a thriving urban centre and a magnet for settlers. By 2011, its population had reached approximately 8 million, skyrocketing to nearly 15 million today, underscoring its status as one of the world's fastest growing cities with a staggering 38% population increase between 1991 and 2001. But, Kempe the city's founder had been forgotten. With the location of his grave unknown until recently when an amateur historian discovered it, neglected and overgrown with shrubs and weeds, the grave was situated on the outskirts of the city. However, it has been since located, restored and given due recognition. Buried beneath the urban sprawl, you can only wonder how Kempegorda would perceive the city he established if he could witness its current state. I'm sure you got value from this episode about why are most places in Bangalore named after Kempegorda. Thank you for listening till the end of the episode. Stay tuned for more upcoming episodes by following the podcast and don't forget to rate the podcast too. Until next time, stay safe. And cheers.